This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I told you so, but you knew the Nets were going to be in trouble when they sold their soul and got rid of Kenny Atkinson, traded the young core pieces that they were building. You know, the Nets used to be a team that, and I've said this on the air, I mean, we talked about it for many years, they were a team that gave hope to lousy teams around here where they dug themselves out. After not having top draft picks, not being a good franchise, remember they went all in with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and blah, 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 and, and on we go. And they missed with that so badly that it put them in such a difficult spot to ever get out of it. And then Sean Marks took over. Kenny Atkinson was the head coach. They drafted really well without top draft picks. They developed young players. They built a solid team into a playoff. They built their team up to a playoff team with potential. Now, clearly they were lacking, you know, star power. But you thought, at least I did, you look at Levert and said, hey, you know what? Maybe he could be the guy. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell, whatever. I know nobody's going nuts over him. But you look at Jared Allen, you say, this guy's a good player. I mean, the Nets were building it the difficult way, but the right way. And then... Baby Kyrie and Kevin Durant came along and wanted to play in New York but were afraid to play at Madison Square Garden. And while the Nets and their fans thought that they got this great score and stole two of the great players in the league away from the Knicks, instead it turned out they saved the Knicks further embarrassment. And now the Nets have become the laughing stock. The Nets have become the embarrassment, not only in the NBA, but more importantly, in this town, which is very difficult to do when you look at some of the sports teams and the organizations, the way they've been run over the last 20-plus years. I think the Nets top them all. I mean, they are a clown show. And the sad part is, those of us that, use a little common sense and could think ahead a little bit, saw it coming. It wasn't just KD. Of course, what team wouldn't want Kevin Durant? One of the great players in the league, one of the you know terrific players in history of the sport. So obviously, if you have a chance to get Kevin Durant, you want him on your team. But he did come along with Kyrie Irving, who we all knew was a problem. And you know what's crazy? We assumed that Kyrie would be a problem eventually. 
I don't know if anybody could have ever imagined that Kyrie Irving would be the problem that he has become. I mean, it's worse now than it's ever been before. Way worse than in Cleveland, way worse than in Boston. This is a whole nother level with Kyrie Irving. And this year in particular, coming off of a year last year, dealing with the pandemic stuff and not wanting to play with the vaccine and COVID and all that stuff. But the Nets sold their soul to bring in KD and Kyrie. Those guys said that they chose Brooklyn because they liked the way the organization was run, meaning that, hey, they built it up into a successful team. The missing pieces should have been KD and Kyrie, right? Wrong. They didn't like certain players, so they wanted those players out. They come in and say they don't really need a head coach and they don't want to play for a head coach. I'm paraphrasing here. Don't quote me. They don't really want to play for a real head coach. So hire Steve Nash. Yeah, we don't need it. We'll just be, it'll be a collaborative effort. And instead of it being the Brooklyn Nets led by a solid foundation with Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson, the keys to the franchise were turned over to KD and Kyrie. And it has blown up in their face and continues to blow up in their face every which way. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. So they hire Steve Nash. Who, did anybody think Steve Nash was a worthy head coach in the NBA? I didn't. I don't believe the majority of people did. But it wouldn't matter, right? Because KD and Kyrie, wrong. Those two guys need to be held accountable. Those two guys need to be told when they're wrong. And the Nets organization hasn't done that. And when you let players run things, this is what happens. Superstar or not. You know how many people say, oh, you're nuts. Oh, you're not, you're just a bitter Knicks fan. No, look, I hate the Knicks too. I don't, I don't. The Knicks have sucked for 20 years. Now, I love the 90s Knicks, but these Knicks, come on. Can't get behind these Knicks for the last 20 years with Dolan. I want to. I wish they were good. I love going to the Garden. They stink. They've been the embarrassment. They've been the joke. And under different circumstances, yeah, I would have loved to have seen KD in a Nick uniform. But with Kyrie, there was always hesitation because you know that he's a ticking time bomb. So there was that thought, oh, you're just a bitter Nick fan. No, I'm not. I don't like that the Nets broke up the foundation that they had to accommodate KD and Kyrie and then have them start making the decisions, whether it be on the head coach, whether it be with players on the roster. It doesn't work like that. Then you have this last offseason after the vaccination stuff with Kyrie, then KD requesting that he wants out. I mean, just as bad as it gets. Or so we thought. Kyrie wants out. There are no takers. KD wants out. There aren't, there aren't good enough offers to make it worthy for the Nets to make a move. KD says it's me or Nash. What'd you think was going to happen? My thought process was, what took you so long? I mean, you knew that Nash was going to get fired. What took him so long? Seven games in, that's it. I would assume he wouldn't have started the season or at least, you know, maybe got fired after the first couple of games. An embarrassment. Brooklyn has become an embarrassment. And it started with the acquisition of two players 
who we were told were going to win multiple championships. Look out. Brooklyn's now on the map. The Nets are going to win multiple championships with KD and Kyrie. Not to mention they then doubled down or tripled down and went in to get James Harden. And obviously that didn't work out. I mean, every which way this organization turned after the acquisition of KD and Kyrie has been the wrong way. Wrong move after wrong move after wrong move. So then you fast forward and get to Kyrie and his anti-Semitism, which is just unacceptable and how he hasn't been suspended or punished in any way is a reflection of a horribly run organization. Uh, I'm not sure how they continue to let him get away with stuff. And TNT and all the guys there did an excellent job basically criticizing Kyrie and the Nets saying that there should be some kind of punishment. I mean, I just don't understand how you can let him get away with that and think it's okay. And if I'm a Jewish Nets fan who love going to games, I mean, and I was offended by that, I'm not going anymore. That That's the thing. That building should be empty. How could you go support Kyrie Irving after what he was supporting? And then support the Nets after them not doing anything about it? But that's just me. And then you get to the, you know, part where Kyrie is not talking to the media now and the Nets trying to protect him. The Nets then after a win, a rare win, fire Nash. And the reports are that they're going to hire Ime Udoka, which may be the worst kept secret. I mean, there was speculation about this in the offseason when it was brought up that, you know, Nash not really going to have a long leash, if any leash at all. And the way things went, I don't think you you could even consider that he had a a leash. He was a dead man walking. You knew he was going to get fired. Just a matter of time. And good for him to get the hell out. And you know who else it's good for? Kenny Atkinson. He's got to be sitting back smiling. Thinking, see, we had something I was building the right way. You guys screwed it up. Screw you. You got what you deserved. And they did. And they're going to continue to get it. So then they want to go hire Ime Udoka, and nothing's official. And Marks, you know, didn't address it, and all you know, didn't admit to that being the case. Now, while it might be the best basketball move for this team, although, do you really think any coach at this point is getting through to Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant? The team is basically going to go as those two guys go, and right now, they're not going. What they're doing is creating further separation. You know it's just a matter of time before Kyrie's out of here at the end of the year, if not sooner. And KD, I'm sure, won't be too far behind. Contract or not. But now, the Nets as an organization potentially want to bring back Ime Udoka, a guy who has been suspended by the Celtics. A guy who had a successful year as a head coach a year ago. Suspended by the Celtics for stuff that we don't even know about that went on within the organization other than an inappropriate relationship with a female worker. This, of course, while he's married to Nia Long, which speaks for itself. And then there may be stuff on top of that that we are not aware of. And when you see what the Celtics are doing in regards to handling Udoka, And basically just letting him go free of charge. Hey, you want him? All right, go ahead. He's your problem now. That's basically what's happening here. 
And the Nets are like, okay, yeah, we'd love to have him back. Showing that they don't give a crap. Now, in sports, we generally don't care about the moral high ground. It's nice to think that we do. We'd want to. Ultimately, I know what sports fans want. I'm one of them. You want to see your team win. So if you believe that Ime Udoka can help, if you're a Nets fan, if you believe that he can help your team win and be better than Nash or any other option, then you're all for the hire, regardless of what he did in Boston and what he got suspended for and what may still come out on him. I get it. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. You may not say it publicly, but I guarantee you that there are a lot of Net fans who sadly don't care. Don't care that Kyrie, you know, did what he did with the vaccine, did what he did obviously with his post supporting anti-Semitism. They just want to win basketball games. Right or wrong, that's how a lot of sports fans feel. Obviously, you would consider it wrong from a moral aspect. But the organization just doesn't get it. After they have a star player go out there and tweet what he did, after the year that they had last year dealing with all the nonsense, after all that went on with Nash and you know having to fire him eventually, the guy that they're going to bring in to be a leader for this group is currently suspended for the year or indefinitely by the Celtics. And many reports say he was never going to coach again with the Celtics for inappropriate workplace behavior at the, at the least. That's the guy that you're going to bring in to lead the charge. It's, I mean, it's become an embarrassment for the Nets. And it just continues. Just when you think they've hit rock bottom, they go a little further down. How low can the Nets go? And it's the owner, it's Marks, it's the entire organization. Everybody deserves blame. And maybe the one way out, even though I don't think there is any way out of this, maybe the one way out is to win. And why would you have any faith that this now 2-6 and team is going to do that? And remember, I have not, I mean, if you listen to the show over the course of the last couple years, I'm not a Nets fan. I don't pretend that that's the case, but I did like them under Atkinson. But with KD and Kyrie, they're impossible to get behind. Although, after this offseason, when they were able to kind of get it back together and take one more run at it, I thought, all right, well, you're going to get now. The Nets' best shot. I'd have to believe Kyrie is super motivated. Have to believe KD super motivated. Not that I ever believed in Nash, but still. You thought, at least I thought, they were going to really give it their best shot here and be a force to be reckoned with. Because how could you not think that that talent eventually would get it going? And then you've watched this team, and I know it's early, but the fact that this team started the way they did, now had to fire the coach, and then potentially bringing in Udoka, uh, I I think it's only going to continue to get worse. And like I said, maybe winning can make it go away. Even then, I guarantee Kyrie will continue to cause problems because that's what he's done his whole career. The only thing he's been consistent at 
is being a troublemaker or causing problems. And eventually, we'll get more information about Ime Udoka and what really went on. And then the Nets might find themselves looking for another head coach. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.